Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Friday, and this is the ninth week after Pentecost. This week we have been directing our attention to the Gospel reading for the coming week, a reading in which Jesus teaches his disciples to read the signs of the times. Our theme for this week is Jesus' disciples know what time it is. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from Luke chapter 12, beginning this morning at verse 54. Jesus also said to the crowds, When you see a cloud rising in the west, you immediately say, It is going to rain, and so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, There will be scorching heat, and it happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky, but why do you not know how to interpret this present time? What signs of God's kingdom have you noticed emerging in our world? In summertime, we can often see dark clouds building in the west. As they get closer, we might prepare for a thunderstorm. For experienced storm watchers, what they observe in the clouds and in the changes of wind direction might tell them what kind of weather to prepare for, where storms might might break out along a front that marks the place where warm, humid air meets cool, dry air. Can we notice the coming of God's kingdom along a similar kind of front, where God's loving and faithful purposes for the world in Jesus Christ run into the powers of sin and death? Isn't that what we witness in the gospel and in Jesus' life? Isn't it there that we find the cross, the day of the Lord, and the coming of God's kingdom? And its coming is as much a welcome relief for our world for this planet, for our lives, as, as our summer storms 
ushering in cooler weather and refreshing breezes after a heat wave. Jesus tells the crowds that something more important than the weather, though, needs to be searched for, studied, and observed. Observed even more diligently when we observe and study the weather that's around us. We might know what to look for. That is a sign, an early sign of coming rain. Or we might know what to look for or what to feel as an early sign of a coming heat wave. But do we know that everything that Jesus has said and everything that Jesus does shouts and proclaims God's own coming into human life in such a decisive way that the whole course of human history has been changed and altered. Now is the time when all of God's promises are being fulfilled, culminating in the resurrection and ascension of Jesus. Jesus wants his disciples to know what time it is. He wants his followers to know where we stand in the ongoing story of God and God's creation. He wants us to tell the world that we are in the time between Christ's ascension and the new creation, that at just the right time God sent his Son into the world to die to sin and to be raised for our justification, for our righteousness and new life. He wants us to know that we are witnessing the birth of God's new creation in Jesus Christ our Lord, waiting for our new lives, now hidden in Christ, to be revealed. And yet to understand our place in time and to live and act accordingly will also put us out of step and out of time with the world that is around us as we live according to what will be and according to the promise and according to the Spirit. So where do you see discernible signs of God's kingdom coming to life now? A lot of people may try to show you the kingdom and things that are good and beautiful to them when things work out well in their life, or all seems right in their world. But I wonder if it might be better for us to not look in those good places, good gifts of God as they are, but to look for the emerging of God's kingdom along the storm front, for the place where God's kingdom is emerging and confronting the powers of this world. Might we not see God's kingdom emerge in places where Jesus' followers have gone forth into the world to serve God in gladness, where some have welcomed that word of peace and have seen and joined in that fellowship and hospitality, where others have rejected it. Might we see God's kingdom emerge when Jesus' followers, in good faith, in faith in God, uh, act according to good courage, when they hold fast to that which is good, when they refuse to render evil for evil, but overcome evil with good and with suffering. And when we look to strengthen the faint-hearted, to support those who are weak, to help the afflicted and honor all people, when we love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Isn't it where those places where God's kingdom and the Spirit working within us meet the life of the world around us, that we see the emerging of God's kingdom. That is where we find God's kingdom coming to life and the old world passing away. We might add, though it should go without saying, that also in our worship on the Lord's Day we find just those places. The gathering of this assembly on the edge of this world is a sign that this world is passing away and a new one is being born through Jesus Christ, our Lord. 
In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears, and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way to give God's people the knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the church of Jesus Christ in every land, for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, for who else and for what else do we pray today? We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have protected us through the night from all harm and danger. We ask that you would also protect us today from sin and all evil, so that our life and actions may please you. Into your hands we commend ourselves, our bodies, our souls, and all that is ours. Let your holy angels be with us, so that the wicked foe may have no power over us. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage, hold fast to that which is good, render to no one evil for evil, strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people, love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God. 